Hello, friends. Have you noticed that you can get caught up in consuming content? Or maybe you notice you are hyper, hyper focused on the doing. Empaths, we often consume. And I know because that was me too, soaking up information from all my favorite teachers and mentors. But it wasn't until I started focusing more on the being and embodiment work that the door to massive clarity was finally unlocked. And I no longer got confused about what was my energy versus everybody else's. I was able to become a more clear channel for creation and as a result, transform my life, business, and health. In fact, my meditation and embodiment practice is what helped me have a nearly $40,000 month this past January, see the highest downloaded month of the podcast, and finally release a lot of unnecessary stress. And my clients felt it and saw it in their lives too. It wasn't reading more articles. It wasn't doing more busy work. So I'm inviting you to graduate from the spongy empath consumer into the self-activated sovereign healer. You can take your podcast listening experience from, ooh, I feel seen, heard, and inspired to, holy shit, I actually feel different. My being has shifted. I am the embodiment of the woman I desire to be. The Third Eye Collective is a simple way to upgrade your experience and commit not only to a meditation practice that complements your healing, but also receive personalized coaching so you can be clear on what direct actions to implement into your highest goals. There are two simple ways to get involved at $11 or $22 a month with no commitment. So if this is calling your name, join this amazing and growing community. Welcome to the Uncensored Empath, a place for us to discuss highly sensitive energy, illness, healing, and transformation. My name is Sarah Small, and I'm a life and success coach for empaths who want to create a thriving body, business, and life. Think of this podcast as your no BS guide to navigating life, health, and entrepreneurship. You'll get straight to the point, totally holistic tips from me in real time as I navigate this healing and growth journey right beside you. This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome. My guests today are Betsy Milne and Laura Milne, who are both transformational business and branding coaches who are on a mission to empower women with the tools and motivation they need to turn a spark of an idea into a full-fledged business and sought-after brand. Luscious Hustle was born from the ashes of burnout. I've been there, and it was created to redefine what it means to hustle as an online entrepreneur. Betsy and Laura, in less than a year, harnessed their passion to build a six-figure business and support the lifestyle and time freedom that they craved. On today's episode, we're going to dive into some of the energy within business and how to create a, a community of women that, that it feels luscious and lighthearted and empowered versus that burnout that we drive ourselves into. Betsy will be talking about how to help women heal their feminine energy in order to build a six-figure business and also what moon manifesting is. Laura chats with us about how to energetically rewrite what selling means to you and what we need to really do to manifest our, our financial desires. So this episode is for you if you are ready to level up in all areas of your life. Let's dive right in. Welcome to the show, Betsy and Laura. I'm so glad to have you both on today and to hear more about your story and get to know each of you better. So I was just telling you before I pushed record that I definitely thought you were sisters because you have the last name. How the heck did you find each other and end up being business partners? Maybe Betsy, if you want to start that story off. (laughs) Well, it's interesting. So we're recording this in May and four years ago in May, I got a random DM from Laura. She just slid right in there. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> this was way before people were like doing the DM connect, right? I, I found it and I was such a newbie at the time. I saw the red flag, opened it, was like, holy crap, she has the same last name as me. And then I closed it like, I'm going to come back to this and respond. And I couldn't find it for like a week. <laughs> but turns out she just sent me this really great message. She was just like, I love what you're doing on Instagram. You're in health coaching. I have this product partner. I'd love to get to know you. P.S. By the way, we share the same last name. How cool is that? And it was really just one of those authentic, 
get to know you type Instagram DMs that everybody should still be doing. Yes, by the way, not just like spamming each other. And we got on a phone call very quickly. Like it was like, oh, let's email, let's get a call. And before we knew it, we were working together. And I signed up with her product partner because I'd been looking at them for a while. I was a health coach that had a need for what she was working, the product she was working with. And, um, it just sort of snowballed very quickly. Like we would get on the call and we would, we're supposed to be talking about our network marketing businesses and we would just talk about business in general and what it was like to be a female entrepreneur and diving into the soulful side of running a business. And six months later, it was, I was out in New York city with a girlfriend and a bunch of girlfriends and I wanted to talk about business they wanted to talk about Tinder. And I was like, oh man, I want to have a podcast. And at this point, like I have to say, Laura and I were friends, but like we'd never met in real life. We only talked for like an hour a month. And I was like, I want to start a podcast and I want to do it with Laura. Mm -hmm. So I quickly texted her on the way home from the city and was like, hey, I got this crazy idea. I want to start a podcast. And she's like, I'm in. I was like, great. Now what? (laughs) And that's really just the evolution of our business and our friendship and our brand has been just connecting really at a soul level with each other, the work that we're doing, what we're talking about, and then figuring it out from there and just taking action in a way that is totally heart-led, soul-led, and uh, intuitively guided, I guess is the best way to say that. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I actually just had a woman, I, I run a coach training program now and amazing women's women that inside of that container that are learning how to be empath healers, coaches, and getting all these tools. And one of them actually asked me this past week, Sarah, I'm thinking about going into this partnership, this collaboration, this business with another woman. And I'm nervous. I'm nervous of, of what, like, is it going to work out? And how are we going to manage each of our different personalities and what that looks like? So Laura, I'd love from your perspective, just how have you guys navigated this? And, and like, what have been the challenges, the joys, the excitement and everything in between? Yeah, well, that's, that's a really good question. Um, it's interesting. We've actually had quite a few clients as well that were in partnerships or they, you know, formed a partnership while we were coaching with them and, you know, partnerships can look different. So, you know, some of our clients that we've had, they have formed partnerships and I fully trust that their partnership are, are ones like ours that will just last a really long time. Others though, it's like, it's, it's a moment, it's a season, it comes and then it goes. And so, you know, what, what determines whether or not it's going to be lasting or not is sort of, you know, kind of the bigger meaning that, that comes out of it. So I'll say this off the top, Betsy and I have a soul contract. So there's, there's that, that, you know, is kind of the first layer. And then the second thing is really, I mean, Betsy and I have very different personalities. Like we, we, human design, we're the opposite. Enneagram, we're the opposite. We literally live 3000 miles apart, two different countries two like two hour time zone difference. So there was, you know, there are huge differences and distances, but, um, you know, what, what drew us together was like the same desire, the same passion. We wanted to be having these really interesting conversations with women, um, that we weren't having anywhere else in our lives. And, you know, the more we dug into that, that greater meaning and the value we wanted to create. And we were, we always seemed to be on the same track, even though we come at it from different angles, we were on the same track. And that's, I think what has created the longevity and created the depth of friendship and the depth of partnership and really the depth of the brand and the business and why we, we attract such amazing clients. So, you know, um, that, yeah, that's what I really, that's, that's to me, it's, it's like the open communication, being willing to be truthful with each other and just, is it going to work? Yeah. I'm super interested to hear about this soul contract. You guys also feel between yourselves, between each other. And Betsy, you also mentioned feeling like this is an, you approach business from an intuitively guided place. And there are so many people listening who identify with being highly intuitive, being empathic and navigating how do we use that in our lives and our businesses. And I'd love to hear from you, Betsy, how you guys felt like that, that like solid uh, this is a soul contract. This is something for us to do. And also how intuition plays into your business as a whole. 
This is a really great question because I think that we're all seeking clarity in the moment, but for Laura and I, the clarity didn't actually come for about 18 months on we have a soul contract. This is why we were brought together. And it's always hindsight, right? Like when you look back, you see the lesson. So if you're listening to this right now and you're feeling guided to do something, just take the chance. Like don't overthink it. We've always done things very quickly. When we started our podcast, we did it within two weeks. Like it was like, you know, December 15th and we were on air on iTunes like two weeks later. No clue what we were doing. We just took that chance. So that's where I think intuition really plays in. It's like trusting yourself. I, at the time we started our business and the time that we came together and started working, I was a very wounded person, like very wounded. I had past traumas that I hadn't dealt with. I was dealing with illness, chronic illness coming out of New York City. I was suffering from depression when Laura and I first like, you know, signed our soul contract. And yet something just kept saying, show up, just do it take a chance, go for it. And so Laura and I, we were recording an episode of our podcast, like right when we rebranded. So we were for a year, we were luscious living podcast and we were talking about health and wellness. And then we really decided that we were going to double down on business. And that was really our passion together was helping women build businesses. And so when we rebranded to luscious hustle, we were doing a podcast episode and Laura was like, on May 25th, 2015, I was in labor and I was going off and I was writing in my journal and I was supposed to be going to the hospital and I'm like writing in my journal about this life that I want to create for myself and my daughter and having these conversations. And I was listening to her story and I was like, wait, what? May 23rd, 2015? I'm like, let's start doing the math. And it turns out at the exact same moment that she was journaling in her book, going to the hospital, being late to birth her child. Um, I was actually in the midst of a health crisis, watching a webinar about becoming a health coach. And I had the thought in the exact same moment, if I can heal myself, I can heal other people. So I signed up to be a health coach, not because I wanted this certification to like start a business, but just because it was like intuitively like do this thing, it'll help you. And um, what's cool about that story is that we didn't meet each other for a full year. So we both set the intention and created the spark of the path that we were going to walk down together a year before we actually met. And so we both had to do work on ourselves. She had to be a new mama. She had to start her network marketing business. I had to get my health coaching certification. And a year later when we came together, that was already in motion. And again, it was like six months before we started a podcast, another full year before we met each other in person. And by the time we met in person, it was just like, holy crap, like everything is aligning for us. And so I think in the grand scheme of things, like our soul contract, yes, it's there. I mean, she has been my greatest friend and my greatest teacher. You know, we've had our moments. We used to never fight. Now, sometimes we do, but it's like, that's what growth looks like. And there's nobody in this world that I would rather be walking this path with. And I'm so grateful. But yeah, we can pinpoint it to the day and the moment that we sign that soul contract. But again, with manifestation and believing in woo and trusting the process, I mean, it was a full year before she came into my life. Yeah. And another full year before we met in person. Mm. And so patience is really key. Yeah, I I so agree with you. And I think some of us, including myself, tend to have a challenge with that patience. And really a lot of that patience then aligns with trust too. I trust that this is going to come to fruition or that the person is going to come into my life or at the very end of a course launch that even if I haven't hit my goal, that it's I trust and I'm patient that it's still going to happen and I mean, you guys have an incredible story of in less than a year building this this six figure business, and it sounds like a lot of the manifesting happened before you even met each other. And then once you met each other, it was like quantum speed forward. We're doing the damn thing. And Laura, I'd love to hear from you because I think there's so many people who desire that they they are looking for how do I manifest my desires, more specifically my financial desires and build this business that is that allows me to have the freedom or, or whatever the other desire is that it gives to you. So what do we truly need to be doing in order to manifest our financial desires? And when people don't feel like they're making progress, what are some of the underlying things of why we might not be getting there? Yeah. You know, I think to answer that and piggyback on what Betsy said, 
you have to be patient, but you also have to be not judgmental about what, how, how you end up receiving the thing that you've asked for, because it invariably will not show up packaged the way you thought it would. Um, we made that for that six figures in our first year of business it didn't happen the way we thought it would. It didn't happen with the, like, if you had asked us on January 1st, like what programs and products do you think are going to get you to that six figures? It did not tur- you know, come out the way we thought it would but it still happened. So it was about being open to receiving that and being open to pivot and adjust and um, really stay in alignment with what feels right. So as an example, in that first year, we had a membership program briefly <laughs> and, um, and it was amazing and the content was awesome. And we, you know, we did this whole launch sequence for it and we had members join and we got a couple of months into it and it just didn't feel right. Like there was just Every time we went to show up, like we were talking basically about what we wanted to be talking about and we had amazing feedback, um, but it just felt heavy. Like every time we had to show up for call every week, every month felt heavier and heavier than the last. So I was like, okay, something's off here. It doesn't feel right. So we literally made the decision to pull the plug on this program, refund a whole bunch of money. And in doing so, like, it just felt like an elephant had been lifted off of our chests and Within a few months, we ended up launching Moon, our signature program, Moon Goddess, which was had a massive success overnight. We just sort of launched it on a whim. Like Betsy literally like sh- showed up on Insta stories one day, started talking about Moon Goddess, and I watched our own Moon Store, er, our own Insta stories. I'm like, oh, we're doing that program, okay? Like, like we just went with what felt aligned, and that program ended up being so much bigger. And then we even, you know, just from releasing the one program that didn't feel aligned. We, you know, our mastermind grew, moon goddess groups, you know, we, we made way more money. Most of that six figures in that first year came in the last three to four months of 2018. Um, and again, it's just that knowing that, you know, you have to, yes, trust the process. You have to be patient, but you have to trust that, you know, if you're staying in alignment with yourself and asking yourself the tough questions and being true to you, like seeking your own truth, that will help lead the way. And it might look strange and weird compared to what you thought was going to happen in your more ego-centered mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we have so many examples of this with our clients as well. I mean, we have, we have clients that build incredible businesses. Um, you know, one client has like a new yoga methodology that she's launched in New York City. And like, that's not the business that she came to us to build. But in doing the deeper work with her, we figured out that's actually where her heart is. And she had this hang up that she thought, well, yoga teachers can't make multiple six figures. Like that's not a thing. And, but actually it is. So as soon as we got her to believe in that, we did the deeper work, we helped her build out the structures that needed to happen, the container, then like, boom, within, within a few months, she was having 5k months Mm. and following her passion in in something that she didn't think was possible. On the flip side, we've also have had clients who came to us and they were, um, you know, one girl I'm thinking of, she was, you know, freelancing and she has all the potential, all the skill, all the talent to have, to run her own business. But it just never, it just was not feeling right. Like she was making momentum, but it felt sluggish. It felt slow. It felt heavy. We did some work on that and she ended up manifesting a job. She's making more money than she's ever made before. She manifested like a move and a new house and like all the things. She's so happy. Is she running her own business right now? Nope. But she doesn't care because she has manifested exactly what she wanted. So it's okay. Yeah. It didn't come in the form of her building up this great big freelance business, but she doesn't care because she's so happy. And that's really, to me, that's manifesting. It's like really tuning in to what it feels good, what's in alignment, do deeper work. It sometimes feels very ugly, sexy, and hard, (laughs) but when you do it right, that's actually what gets you there faster. Yeah. Well, to me, there's like this word is coming up of surrender and really surrendering to the process and to the control, the grip that we have on it needs to happen this way. And this is how it's going to happen. And instead surrendering to all freaking possibilities and then just allowing this to come into our life. Because when we try to control, we also then close ourselves off more unconsciously and constrict what we can allow into our lives versus that surrender of, I allow anything and everything of the highest good and may all opportunities come into into my life into my space 
so that I can grow in the most organic, authentic way. Hmm. I want to take a quick moment for you to just check in with yourself. If it's safe for you to close your eyes, maybe you close your eyes or you just bring your hands to your belly or your heart (sighs) and take a deep breath. And I just want you to notice how your body's feeling. We rarely stop to do this throughout the day. And for me, I've been doing this and reminding myself to do this a lot during quarantine, during social distancing, and as things reopen and then close again, and all these rules and all these restrictions, I've been really reminding myself to tap in and just notice how I'm truly feeling. And I've noticed in tapping into my own body and listening to my needs and my feelings that I've been really craving an outlet to talk, to talk about everything that's been on my heart and on my mind and in my body. And my weekly sessions with my therapist from BetterHelp have been so supportive and so life-changing and so necessary right now that I know that I have this one hour every week plus messaging in between our calls to just express myself. And to do that, check in with my body, check in with my thoughts and notice what layers of grief are coming up. What stressors are coming up? How was I triggered this week? What family issues are coming back up to the surface that are bringing up negative emotions? And so I just want to give you all permission, if you haven't already given yourself permission, to know that you are worthy and deserving of this support as well. And I've partnered up with BetterHelp to provide you accessible, affordable, counseling. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling that is done online and allows you to have that outlet, that platform to get matched with a counselor that's going to be the best fit for you and align with your values to be continuously supported. So if this feels like a good fit for you, I want to give you 10% off your first month. Go to trybetterhelp.com backslash uncensored empath. That's trybetterhelp.com backslash uncensored empath and get 10% off your first month of therapy. You mentioned the moon goddess as an offer you have, but I know that you also can use the moon and the cycles of the moon and that ebb and that flow. And that reminds me of that energy of surrender too. So how do you use the moon to guide your business or how can you and use the moon for moon manifesting as well? Betsy, if you want to kick it off. I would love to kick it off. I could talk about this all day. Um, So when it comes to the moon, it's interesting that you're using the word surrender. So surrender is a real trigger word for me lately. Um, Because I do, I think it's a very beautiful word, but I also think like Laura and I are word nerds in the sense that when we hear a word being used over and over, we like to dig in and kind of peel it apart a little. And I think that there's still some underlying conditioning around the word surrender that if you surrender, you're giving up or that you've somehow failed in the sense of like releasing and letting go. And so when it comes to moon manifesting, you know, the moon is a really powerful tool because it is an energetic cycle that lasts 28 days, just the way that our bodies as women work on a 28 day cycle, men work on a 24 hour cycle. So the world that we live in Monday through Friday, get up at 8am, you know, like be done at five, come home, be with the kids. Um, That is very much a masculine cycle of energy, whereas our creative process does have ebbs and flows. Um, We started using the moon because I was actually trying to heal a trauma. (laughs) True story. Um, I had, I, I, I was working on it like personally and saying, okay, I have to heal this trauma. I don't want to bring it into the business, but you know what? There's something magical about using the moon, setting intentions at the new moon, releasing what wasn't working at the full moon. And I found that I really quickly was able to let go of this old trauma, this old story and step into the business in a new way. So I said to Laura, like, listen, I really like that there's masculine and feminine energy in the lunar cycle. I like that there are days when I were in the feminine energy where I just want to like 
take a day off and take a step back and just be in the business and be creative. Will you humor me? Like, let's just do this for a lunar cycle and see if we can, the same way that we're using it for personal manifestation, like let's try it in the business. And in the first month that we did it, we went from like, we had been struggling to keep our 5k months, like just keeping that consistent. We went hit 5k easily. Then we went to 10k. Then we went to 15k. So it was like each lunar cycle, we were like doubling, then tripling our, our revenue. And Moon Goddess was born out of that. Because if you have a framework, an energetic framework that allows you to not just be pushing and hustling all the time, because really luscious hustle represents, lusciousness is the divine feminine. Hustle is the divine masculine. We need to have both in order to be successful. It's not like go, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. There are spaces for you to receive and to be open and to sink in. And that was how Moon Goddess was born. It was like the the exact strategy that we used in our business to go from 5K months to 15K months with ease. We released it into the world and we taught people how to do it because And the biggest feedback actually that I still love hearing the most is like, thank you for giving me permission. Thank you for giving me permission to take space in my business and not just feel like I have to go all the time. And I think that in its, in its own way is surrendering, right? Like you are surrendering to the space, like you're surrendering to the opportunity and you can receive in those moments of surrender. But the word surrender itself is still a trigger word for me because it's like, well, I've just given up but you're not giving up. You're actually integrating and opening up and receiving and letting go. Even that's a bad one. Cause you, you like, I say that and I can like picture Rapunzel, like falling backwards, you know, like letting go, right. <laughs> you know, it's, we're not letting go of anything. It's just creating the space to continue to move forward. It's just a different way of doing it than how we're taught or how we're nurtured. Yeah, no, that makes so much sense. And I think those words can be interpreted in different different ways. I mean, we all have different stories around them. And now you've really piqued my curiosity and my interest in what parts of the 28-day cycle are more in the masculine versus which ones are more in the feminine. Yeah. So, I mean, they alternate masculine and feminine energies within the cycle. And I think really the thing that I love about Moon Goddess too is just piggybacking again on what like Betsy said, um, creating more space. You don't have to rush. So for example, like we have a launch sequence that you can use that's in alignment with the moon. And I think especially when you're a newer entrepreneur starting out, you're, you're constantly comparing and contrasting yourself to what else you see, what you see everyone else doing on social media. So you see someone doing this big launch or they've launched a quiz or they've launched an opt-in or they have a webinar, like whatever. And it seems to happen overnight. And it's not happening overnight. There's a lot of back background work that needs to happen, but you don't know that when you're starting out. So giving someone a framework energetically, it's like, it's okay to just do this part of the planning right now and then do this and then do the next step and then do the next step. And um, I mean, you, there's a launch phase every month, but you could might take two or three lunar cycles to launch something that's much bigger and that's okay. And again, to just harness the energy of, you know, are you, are you in a third quarter launch or are you in a full moon and you need to release something? Are you in a new moon and we need to set a different intention for what's happening with this program or product or offering and, and what that all means, whether you're doing it over a single lunar cycle or you're sort of piggybacking multiple lunar cycles together. And I really love digging into that with our ladies because then they, once they understand, like Betsy said, the, the energetic fundamentals of how to use it, you can apply it to freaking everything. Um, you know, we've, we've coached health coaches on how to use the moon in their business. Not that they're teaching the moon to their health coaching clients, but they're using it on the back end of their business to understand when they, when their clients should be, you know, doing different things, um, in their journey on losing weight or getting healthy or healing their gut or whatever. I mean, so literally can you, you can heal your gut, you can clear up your skin, you can heal past trauma, you can launch a program, you can, you know, launch a website or a podcast. There's really isn't anything you can't do with it. It's just understanding those fundamentals. And yeah, again, giving yourself permission to not have to be in the hustle all the time. Um, but then also not, um, not swinging backwards into like a wounded feminine energy where you're sort of lulled and stuck. I think that's actually happening a lot in the world right now. Like people are becoming, because of what's happened, um, you know, with hashtag pandemic life, I mean, people have been forced to come to a halt 
And so you see people either shifting into a new gear and trying to open up and peeling back layers and being open to seeking their own truth. How can I pivot? How can I change my, my work and my way in the world? Or you see other people sitting in fear and getting stuck. And that's usually, you know, combination of like wounded feminine or wounded masculine energy. So again, if you're really using the moon, you can lift yourself out of those bubbles. So it's not that, um, you know, we've had clients come to us and say like, Oh, I, I thought I was really embodying my highest self last week. And then I just shit the bed this week. And you're like, no, 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 you're, you're still your highest self. You're always your highest self. But we have little mini kind of like a, you think about like a, a mercury retrograde, right? It looks like it's going backwards in the sky. It's not, it's just looping on its path. And it's the same thing with our personal development. We have moments where we feel like we're backtracking. We're not, we're just sort of cycling. And when you can tap into that, then you, it, it helps motivate you. It helps, um, you know, build up that sense of worthiness and that confidence in yourself and that clarity about where I'm going next. Yeah. That makes so much sense and makes me want to try, try that in my business. Cause I, I feel like I lead with intuition and what feels good for me. I don't do well with like time blocking or like too much structure in my business, but I've never actually experimented with a lunar cycle and how that might also invite more like ease and opportunity into my business as a whole. And Betsy, you had mentioned that you were using this to heal your own trauma or past experiences. And you guys have both mentioned like the masculine, the feminine. So how has doing the inner work on yourself, Betsy, and and I don't know what that looks like for you or what the story is, but I'd love to hear more about how that inner work and that healing also then like transferred over to the business and the success and then you're able to see within your business. Yeah. So for a really long time, I thought that personal and business didn't really mix, right? Like I, when I was 19, I was raped by a stranger in my own house. It was awful. <laughs> and there were, and but that lived in its box, right? Like it was something that uh, like, here I am, I'm this 40 year old woman and I'm running a successful six figure business. And yet there was this box that kept popping open at the most inopportune moments in our business. Like over and over and over again. And I was actually at a mastermind retreat and I had to get up in front of a room of 30 women that I knew. I intimately knew them and had worked with them for six months and had to introduce myself. And I had a flashback to that moment where I was 19. I was in a really awful situation and it was terrible. It was like an out-of-body experience. And in that moment, Laura wasn't actually there yet. She was flying in. She was on an airplane. And I will never forget driving to pick her, driving from New Hampshire down to Boston to pick her up at the airport, crying the entire way going, I can't show up in business if I don't deal with this. Mm -hmm. Like this story is killing me right now and keeping me from standing in the vision that I have for the future. And it's keeping me from showing up fully for Laura, even in our business. So that was, that was really the trigger for me to say, okay, you know what? I got to deal with this. How am I going to deal with this? I didn't have a therapist at that time. Like I had already been diagnosed with PTSD. I'd gone through therapy. I'd been on drugs, like all the things. And I will never forget. I flew up to Calgary in September and we were standing in Laura's kitchen and the whole Kavanaugh thing was going on. And she's like, you have to tell the story. You have to do it. And again, it was like, I don't know how to do this. Like this has no place in our business whatsoever, but it did because it was my energetic block. It was the thing that was killing me from the inside out and keeping me from stepping fully in. So Laura, God bless her heart. She held so much space for me while I was going through this. And I did a solo podcast. We released it to the world. And again, it all followed the lunar cycle. So the lunar cycle, lunar energy is divine feminine energy. It doesn't matter what phase we're in at the, at the underlying energetic cycle is feminine. Okay. And the sun is masculine. So there's always a duality with energy. And so I was using the lunar cycle very basically new moon set the intention, full moon release what was holding me back. So for this, four months, I guess I used the lunar cycle with the story about getting raped and what it was doing to me and how, like setting the intention in the business and then allowing myself to explore, like, where was the block coming up? What was I saying to myself that was holding me back? So four lunar cycles later, I was finally able to go out into the world and share my story. Mm -hmm. It blew our business up because all of a sudden it was like, oh my God, you know, like I've had the same experience and that's really what I needed. I needed my feminine energy to be received. It needed to be reflected back to me that I was okay, that I was safe. And so 
I think if you're an intuitive or an empath and you're doing the work that you do in this world, you have to be willing to open up and share. And it's scary as it's the scariest thing you'll ever have to do in business, but it will also create the most amount of space for you. So I released that story. And honestly, it's funny because like, I still have my moments. Like, I mean, it's not something that's ever going to go away. I've integrated it into my life, but you know, we like, we launched moon goddess like a month later. Like I was like so ready because so much space had been taken up energetically with that past trauma that once that was gone, it was like, okay, here we go. Like I'm going to use what I just learned and share it with the world in a new way and help other people heal in their businesses so that they can go out and do the work that they want to do. And so I think, you know, part and parcel, like we talk about this, it's not about waiting until you've healed yourself in order to start your business. It's about doing work that lights you up and supports you so that when I would have never dealt with my trauma, if I didn't have our business, because it would have just been like, it would have lived in its little box. And Laura last year, she went through a divorce. Same thing. Like her life could have been happy on that trajectory for a really long time, but the box was like too small for her. And so she had to take a risk and she had to take a chance. And again, she like, we were both really lucky. We had this business that supported us to do that deeper work and get out of our own way and show up fully intuitively led, supported and loved. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I resonate with like the sexual trauma actually almost taking up space in my sacral chakra, like in the womb. And that is our creative center. And it is where we, yeah, like as women, there's birth that happens, can happen there, but that it's also energetic birthing. So business birthing, business Mm -hmm. uh, ideas, uh, offers, services, products that you want to put out into the world. And for me, it felt like I, after putting it off and pushing it down into its little box for so long, I felt like... I could literally like on the physical level now feel an energetic heaviness and a blockage. And like this space of my sacral chakra was so full, like full to the Mm -hmm. brim with all these old stories and the triggers and the trauma and even just the self-limiting thoughts and beliefs and the way I talked about my body and the way I treated my body. And when I finally did this, womb healing within the feminine energy and released holy fucking shit like all of a sudden i had space to receive in my life i had space for new ideas i had space to let money come in i had space to be in my feminine energy that i had also disowned and pushed away for so long cuz i think as a society oftentimes the masculine is more like rewarded in that very like linear path and structure of what you're supposed to do and fit into this box. And this is what you're supposed to do with your life. And I was so exhausted by that. Yet my feminine energy was so full that I felt like I couldn't do anything. So it took a lot of this inner work, this deep, deep inner healing that was unsexy, that was hard, that was not always fun. But on the other side, it was more than worth the reward to then feel that like liberation energy and then the rebalancing of the masculine and feminine. And Laura, I'd love to hear from you. Just how has your own inner work also helped you guys like Betsy, you said it so well. Well, this doesn't seem related to my business at all. Yet it is so, so interwoven into your energy body and the way you show up. And you did see this result after doing that inner work. So Laura, I'd just love to hear from you as well around any inner work that has, again, seemingly not been related to business yet catapulted business in some way. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think really even just the origins of how it started, like I was pregnant and about to birth a child, right? And then also birthing ideas and setting out intentions into the world at, on the very same, at the very same time. Um, and it's funny because we just had a client who's like about, she may have already given birth. I don't know, like in the last day or two, but oh. she's like, all of these ideas are coming to me right now. And I'm like, I know because your sacral is like a superpower charged up. It's going to birth a baby. And all these ideas are coming to you. So like, just be patient. Like you can still launch the ideas and the baby at the same time. Um, But I mean, really like that, you know, my, my daughter is being a mom and having, having my daughter was sort of my first dream. 
And so it, that's a big piece of why. So that's, you know, and I'm also, my human design is generator. So I'm all about the sacral, right? Like it's all comes back to the sacral and, and then the business was birthed from that. And, you know, really um, when I think about, you know, my divorce last year and all of the ridiculous trauma that happened after leaving, um, never mind before, was really, you know, it, it came like what ultimately pushed me to, um, to leave. I mean, I wasn't happy. It was one of those things that, I mean, it, the, the relationship was easy, but it was boring and unfulfilling and not happy. Um, and then it got, you know, and then over time it got toxic because that's what happens, you know, with your, with someone who's toxic. But what ultimately pushed me was that both like my human baby and my business baby could not be, um, properly cared for and fulfilled by staying in that relationship. Now I, in, I should have left because it's not worth, it wasn't good for me. Right. I was being hurt, but sometimes you don't see that. You don't see yourself. You just keep, especially as a generator, I'll, I'll just keep marching on, you know? And, but it was when like the two whys, you know, um, being, you know, verbally abused in front of my child, all of a sudden it was like, whoa, like being verbally abused is not okay at all. But then when it started happening in front of my kid, that was the trigger because she's my why. And so I had to shift and make a change. And then, um, you know, jealousies, you know, my ex, you know, weird narcissistic jealousies and things coming up over my business and the, the time and the energy and the passion that I had for my business and my clients, all of a sudden that was like a red flag that came up and like, whoa, okay, we need to look at this. Um, and so in, Really, it, I, I don't know where I was going with that, but really those are the flags. Those are the triggers that helped push me out and help me see what could, what was possible. And there, my mind is blown even to this day. Like some mornings I wake up and I want I just want to pinch myself. Like I have, I'm the same person I was a year ago and yet I'm totally a different person and I have a completely different life and the possibilities for me feel endless mm-hmm. compared to what I even was capable of imagining a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. And so it, I, I think the other thing I want to say there too, though, is, you know, the business, like the way the business supported Betsy, it also supported me. And I think that that's a really strong message I want to get out to women who have whatever you have going on in your life. You have trauma, you have depression, you are living pandemic life with children and no childcare. And you're maybe in a toxic relationship and maybe we were broke as jokes, by the way, when we started, like the two of us together seriously broke as a joke. I was hustling weekend night shifts still as a pediatric nurse mm. three week, every single weekend, just to keep a roof over my head and food on the table and inject some money in the beginning in the business. Like we were working hard and we didn't have a lot to work with. Yeah. But you can heal and you can grow the business at the same time. And you should. And that's actually, you will get farther faster when you do those things in tandem. And one of the most common um, objections that I hear from women is, well, when I heal myself, then I'll start my business. When I have time, then I'll start my business. When I have the money, then I'll start my business. I just need some more space to wrap my head around the whatever the thing and how I'm going to do it. We didn't have a lot of space and a lot of time. We had to just start and then create the space. It won't happen the other way around. And that's, that's really my biggest, you know, if I can just drop one thing for anyone listening to this, it's like, don't like ready is a lie. If Betsy had waited to unpack her Pandora's box of trauma, (laughs) it would have never happened. We wouldn't have this business. We wouldn't have done all the travel and met all the people and had all these incredible, amazing experiences and have so much abundance made available to us. And it's the same thing for me. You know, I, I chugged along that relationship as long as I could until it absolutely could not be done anymore. And it was toxic and killing me. And then I dropped it Yeah. and I didn't try to wait until it was, it was going to be okay to, to start building my business and start building a better life for myself and my daughter. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think that that does give permission to people to hear that like, Hey, I did this and I'm not perfect or I'm not a hundred percent healed. I know for me, I was still experiencing some debilitating anxiety and I had a lot of chronic health issues that I was still working through. Even if I had seen like maybe like 10% progress, but there was a long way to go. And as my, I healed internally and physical stuff with autoimmune disease, my business was like right alongside that journey growing with me as I 
grew and as I healed, my business grew and healed its own wounds. And it's just incredible to see. And I think you're right. I think so many people allow that voice in their head of, well, I, once I'm healed, then I will to, to really hold them back from that, that leap, that jump to, to start and start before you really feel quote, you know, ready and, and that's okay. And you might stumble and you might have some challenges and you might fall on your face a couple of times, but there's so much learning and growth to be experienced in that stumbling and, and just starting and putting yourself out there. And I've found that running a business can be like this fast track of spiritual development and personal growth because in your business, all your shit comes up to the surface. So I'm so, so excited to tell you about a brand new offering we have at the Uncensored Empath. It is the Empath Leaders Monthly Membership. This is healing for the healers of the world because your impact will only grow as far as you grow yourself. I'm willing to bet you've taken some courses and you've been on your self-development path for a while. You've been listening to the podcast, but when it comes to the impact that you want to have on the world and maybe a business that you're growing, you're still getting in your own damn way. Because here's the thing. You can listen to all the podcasts, you can do all the things, you can enroll in all the strategy courses, and you can still feel stuck because we get stuck in our conscious mind and we live out those same unconscious patterns over and over again. And instead, our subconscious is where all of our programming resides and our inner child and that subconscious and our ego inside of that subconscious will always have something to say every time you want to bust through and break the ceiling to get to the next level. For years, I've been saying that your pathway to healing inevitably leads you to your soul's purpose. But what no one tells you about starting a business is that it will also be a journey into the depths of your soul. Your triggers and insecurities will arise and your shadow will poke its disagreeing head out of the closet. But this is also the greatest opportunity to heal at lightning speed. Your entrepreneurship journey, the impact that you want to leave, the legacy you want to leave on this planet is like stepping into a spaceship of spiritual ascension and descension into the heart. So this is where we have to get our whole operating system on board and where the inner work comes in. The Empath Leaders Membership is not your average membership. There are no monthly themes. There are no set curriculums or even modules. And instead, this container is for you to hear yourself, not for you to hear me. It is meant for you to provoke the healing within yourself and not just to take away lessons, but to be the embodiment of healing and change. It is more embodied feminine leadership and less trying to fit into masculine molds. If this is sparking something within you, let me tell you what's included each month inside the membership. As a member, you will be invited to experience one monthly breathwork session where we will go through a conscious connected breathwork practice and you set your intention for shift or change or transformation. There will also be one group coaching session every month in which you can come on and ask me anything and everything about life and business and relationships and anything on your heart. And then lastly, there will also be one group healing session every month in which I bring in my whole healing toolbox and all the modalities that I've studied and been trained in, including some things like timeline therapy, inner child work, subconscious reprogramming, hypnosis, and so much more. There's also access to all the Uncensored Empath courses and programs for 10 to 50% off. And there is a Facebook community for support in which the women are actively asking questions and getting support in between calls. Something super special I'm doing right now is that when you sign up and you enroll in the membership by August 15th, 2020, 30% of your monthly registration fee will also go to the Loveland Foundation. The Loveland Foundation provides accessible, affordable therapy to Black women and girls. So if this feels like a good fit for you, the investment is $111 per month. Every other option to work with me that is this high touch is a four-figure investment. 
but my heart is feeling so called to invite in more women to the membership and to provide more ongoing support in a container where you don't have to feel isolated and instead you feel soul connected to these other people inside. This is my invitation to you. You'll find the link in the show notes or you can simply go to the uncensoredempath.com and there's a tab that says members. I truly hope to see you inside. Betsy, I'd love to hear from you coming back to this conversation around the dance between the masculine and the feminine and really like your luscious hustle embodies that dance between the masculine and the feminine. So how do you then use that and then uh, uh, apply that to your selling process and the success that you guys have seen? Oh my God, I love this question because I could talk about sales all day, every day. Um, so I so I actually, most of my career I spent in New York City working in the fashion industry, which is a very, it's so funny because it is a feminine industry. Like you're selling to females, but it's run by men. And I was taught a very masculine way to run a business. Like I went from, you know, I built million dollar accounts and I was at fashion shows and then I was getting my ass handed to me behind the scenes. Like, I mean, it was very devil wears Prada, just not in the, not in the good way toxic way. And I was taught a way to do sales that really did feel very sleazy and felt very wounded. And so when we started our business, I would, at the beginning, it was like, you know what? I can't, I can't, I can't sell. I don't know how to sell. It's, it's icky. It's salesy. And yet I was making sales in my own weird way, just by talking about the things that I loved. And I think 80% it's a fact. It's not, I think 80% of things that are bought in this world are bought by women. So when you're talking to a woman and doing the dance between masculine and feminine, it's really about the masculine energy supports us to show up. It supports us. It gives us the framework to move forward. It's inspired action, but the feminine is really where sales opens up in my opinion. And I think that as we connect and as we as we learn how to have deeper conversations, I'm the queen of conversation and confrontational conversations. Like I love getting in there. It's, you know, it's like the book that I was showing you before we got on here, the dance of connection. Like, you know, how do we connect at a soul level and sales should not feel icky. Sales should not feel salesy. Sales are there to support you. And, um, it's kind of like Moana at the end of the Disney movie. Like when the fire God comes and it becomes, you know, she, curls up and she becomes the mountain and she's got all the flowers on top of her. That's, that's actually to me, the harmony between masculine and feminine masculine in that sense is the mountain. The feminine is all the gorgeous stuff that lives around you. And you can't have one without the other in the sales process. You have to show up. You have to ask for a sales conversation. You have to talk about your product. You have to talk about your service. You have to ask for the sale. But if you do it from a place that's heart-centered, if you do it from a place of integrity and authenticity, then it does not feel icky or salesy. It is that dance that brings you together. And... um I really, you know, part of our mission really has been helping women make sales for the last six months because we saw how hard it was for people and it doesn't have to be hard and it's a really necessary skill to have in business. And so I just hope if you're listening to this and you're worried about making sales or you're afraid, don't be afraid. You have to get comfortable with that dance between the masculine and feminine, showing up, asking, but also listening and receiving the feedback. It's not about you. It's about them. You're there to help them make a decision. It's not about closing sales. That's very masculine. It's about helping the other person make a decision. And you might be the right fit for them and you might not be. That remains to be seen, but you got to do it. Yeah. I love that you said that because it also well, it can trigger our inner people pleaser. And Mm -hmm. that's what I mean by business is this really beautiful gateway to inner work and and personal development, because you may realize in that moment, oh, wow, I like my inner people pleaser wants everyone to say yes to this opportunity to work with me or this package that I have that I put so much time and love and energy into. And yeah, this inner desire to be liked yet there's so much healing in detaching from the outcome and saying, I'm, I'm here to help them make a decision. It's not about me and it's not about whether they like me or whether I'm good enough or smart enough for them. And instead, it is to empower people to make the best decision for themselves. And that really shifts the mindset around those, whether it's a discovery call or whatever conversation you might be having with potential clients or potential customers. It's 
just such a different energy to bring into that space when you blend them together versus come completely in your feminine or completely in your masculine. So I'd love to just uh, pop it back over to each of you one more time and just ask if there's anything else that you'd love to share, especially to the women who uh, maybe have a hesitation or a fear around jumping into the inner work to help propel their business forward or to selling and starting their business. What words of wisdom or guidance would you share with them based on what you have experienced over the last couple of years in your, your partnership and what you've built with Luscious Hustle? Laura, you can start. Well, the thing that I'm really zeroing in on all the time lately is like truth seeking in every, in every sense of the word, you know, there's like, there's a Jordan Peterson quote that, you know, it's like a, a a person's worth and value in their, in their life is dependent on how much truth they can bear, how much truth you can tolerate. And really that's, you know, when you're doing personal development, it's about getting truthful with yourself and sometimes looking in the mirror and, and seeing those old stories and realizing that actually you were the one holding yourself back all along. That's not fun. It's not pretty. It's not, it's not easy, but when you seek that truth, life actually gets easier. If you're willing to just, you know, drop whatever storyline is happening in your head and just accept what's in front of you, like really lovingly. Um, and the same thing really with the sales process. Um, you know, we're, we're running a sales program right now, our soulful sales accelerator, and we just, you know, work through objections with the ladies and they had so much fear around objections. Like, you know, nobody, all my people coming to me don't have the time. They don't have the money. They, they're, you know, demanding to know what the return on investment is. And like, they were feeling very overwhelmed and fearful about how do I handle air quotes, these objections. And really objections are fun. When you can become a truth seeker, then you're just, if someone says, even if someone says no to you, no, I think this program is shit. I don't have anything to do with it. I'm not hiring you. Like that's not going to happen, but let's say it happened get inquisitive, get curious, like, Oh, okay. Tell me more. Why? What are you feeling right now? What's going through your mind? You know, where, what, what's lacking for you? What are your expectations? Like when you can get really curious and seek the truth from someone else and openly receive it, that's where big, big growth happens. And it's not a loss. It's not a waste of your time. It's not a waste of your energy. And it doesn't have to be a bruise to your ego either. You get to learn that's like the most valuable market research you could ever hope to get. And you get to expand from that. And, and that's really like the, the heart of, of having a good sales conversation of running a really good business. It's about seeking the truth, understanding and actively listening to that person and then providing value back. Like that's it. So whether you're doing it for yourself or you're doing it with someone else in your business, it's to me, it's all about truth seeking right now. Yeah. I appreciate that so much. And I think that many of the empaths listening are also naturally really good at that active listening you mentioned. And so like, why not use that? Right. And tap into yeah. natural ability to really get curious about people. Betsy. Mm -hmm. I think for me, it's take action. That's really been a motto of mine. And I know, I know if you're an empath and you're listening to this, you're probably like, no, I work too. Like, I don't want to do that. But I think ultimately what is the divine masculine? The divine masculine is inspired action. It has momentum. And how do we collapse time? How do we have this massive amount of growth? We have to continue to move forward. So when you're sitting in your shit, right? And I mean, Lori's example exemplified this. I mean, at the beginning of our business, I was having daily panic attacks. Like I've gotten off podcast interviews and ended up in the hospital with like panic attacks. I mean, there is a level of fear and crap that I've had to purge from my body. Um, but I think, you know, sometimes when things feel heavy or it's like really unsexy work, we want to take a step back. It's okay to take a step back, but tap back into your why. Take a different step that maybe feels a little bit off the path, but it's not off the path and keep that momentum going. Keep moving forward so that you're not sitting and looking back and being like, oh wait, there was an opportunity there and I missed it. Cause I think, um, you know, regret's a funny word. We don't talk about it a lot, but I think that with everything moving in the direction that it's moving in this world and with so many unknowns being faced, I know I personally don't want to look back and regret anything, right? Like I want to know that I'm taking steps and I really believe everything happens for us. Like at the end of the day, it's not happening to me. It's not happening to Laura. It's happening for us as opportunities to grow. And 
manifesting is about taking action. It's not about sitting in lotus position and calling the heavens and saying, dear universe, give me this, right? We ask for what we want, but we still have to show up and show that we're willing to show up. And so it's just keep taking action, no matter how small the steps are. Like micro actions will get you further than taking big leaps. And so just keep showing up, keep taking action, micro actions. You don't need to know how, you don't need to know where you're going, but if it feels good, chances are you're doing the right thing and it's going to lead you where you want to go. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you both so much for sharing your stories and sharing your heart. And we will definitely link to all of your social handles and website in the show notes so people can connect with you further and just deepen those conversations and get the support that they need and and taking the action and, and seeking the truth. So thank you again so much, Betsy and Laura. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Uncensored Empath Podcast. If you want my empath high vibe healing playlist on Spotify, it is yours. All you got to do is go over to ratethispodcast.com backslash empath. And once you choose whatever platform you want to leave a review on, simply screenshot it and email it to me at sarah at theuncensoredempath.com. And I will send you this playlist that I listened to in the bathtub, that I listened to for dance parties, that I did listen to while I'm doing my work, all of the things. And I so, so, so appreciate your time and your loving support. I will see you all on the next episode. Bye.